0: you're always making an impact. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science, a mentoring platform for people-first leaders of all levels. Here, we talk to exceptional leaders who prioritize culture, get fired up about employee engagement, and are excited to share ideas and tools for bettering employee experience to help others. Thank you for joining us to invest in being a better leader. Now, let's get to it. Hey, Couple Science listeners, it's Nikki. I'm a big believer in the perfection of timing. This episode was exactly what I needed the day we recorded it. It brought up some emotion for me, and I can feel it all over again right now in this follow-up and teeing you up for this episode. Sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves and doubt our impact. Are we doing enough? This episode inspired me to lessen that behavior and to be more kind with myself, knowing that a great day one day is not the same as a great day the next day, or me living out my best today is not what my best looks like tomorrow. And seasons change. No matter the outcome, when we show up intentionally, we do make an impact. And I know for the majority of us listening, we do work to show up intentionally. Now, We always have room to improve our presence, how we show up with more consciousness to be purposeful. A lot of goodness is coming right up in this episode that ties all this together with my guest, Abby Johnston. She gets a lot of energy from helping people live on purpose. I love that. Abby is a speaker, executive coach, and partner at AG Collaborative. Now, let's grab Abby and get rolling. you're always making an impact. I'm really inspired by this topic. It's one of those weeks. I'm like, I am so curious on this. So I would love if you can kick off and elaborate on what does this mean to you? You're always making an impact. I'm so glad that you're excited about this too,
1: because I am also clearly excited about this. And I think what happens for most of us is that we walk through life not really knowing what kind of impact we make. We see ourselves as these neutral vessels. And part of what I really want to bring to leaders and just to people in general is to turn the light on and help people realize we're not neutral. We're building or breaking. We've got a positive or negative charge. We're not just these neutral vessels. And so often we underestimate. And what I would also say is we undervalue the kind
0: of impact that we can make at any given time. And I'm curious how this shows up in the training and the work that you do and inspiring this message around helping people to understand the little touches that they make and how big those can be. Because you ever around someone that just their energy in the space is like, you're such a gift to me today. You changed my trajectory of the day by your energy. But that person might forget they're even making that impact. So I'm just curious how it might come up, the talk track around even sometimes the littlest things we do, like a warm smile. Does that come into play with this message? So much. I think if we look back on our life and just think about people
1: who've made an impact, we could probably name quite a few people who had a significant influence, maybe even changed the course of our life in certain ways without ever knowing that they were a part of that puzzle. And I think When it comes to the impact and influence we have, we're always making an impact. I think it's the ability to move it from unintentional to intentional. So many people aren't thinking about making a positive impact and are. And so that's great. Their unintentional impacts is a good one. But what would happen if we also were really intentional about making positive impacts and were? I think we would see our influence... Our organizations, our relationships significantly change if we just shifted some intention and some awareness when it came to the kind of impact we can make. And yes, it happens in the smallest micro ways. Like when someone locks eyes with us and smiles in a way that you know the smile is genuine, it changes the way that you feel. I had it this morning when I was dropping my daughter off at camp. This little girl looked at me in the eyes, gave me this huge smile, and I was like, that's it. There was a residue that she left on
0: me in a positive way because of that encounter. I'd love to dig in on two sides of this. One side is being a leader that shows up in a conscious way to be intentional with the impact that they're leaving, the ripple effect that they leave on other people. So I'd love to dig in on that. On the other side, not to overlook some of the things that we do. And I believe that I'm speaking to this week that I've been experiencing around high achiever syndrome. Unless it's this big thing, maybe it doesn't matter, but it does. Just showing up with the positive attitude that you bring in the midst of uncertainty and challenge helps a lot of people. So I'd love to dig in. Let's start with this intentional side and bring to life a conscious leader who is intentional. What does that look like when they're showing up to make an impact? I feel like we live in a culture now where like, unless you are phenomenal, you feel like that's
1: the level that you have to play at to be anything or to make any difference. But that's not true. It's just not true. We constantly are having such massive impacts on each other. And if you even think about your work context, and we've all heard the adage, people don't leave jobs, they leave bosses. Or people don't stay for the job, they stay for the people, right? They stay for that connection. And it's often not these big, grand, phenomenal things. The way that we felt connected to each other, the way that we felt seen, the way that we were recognized, the way that our boss invested in us, and the way that we felt like our presence mattered because someone was intentional about making that a reality. And as leaders, we have the opportunity to move from this autopilot world. Most of us are like in the hustle, right? We're hustling to be the phenom. We're hustling to be the exceptional. And in that hustle, we're just on the treadmill, heads down. And what we're doing is we're missing the power of our everyday moments to be the very thing that we want to be, which is influential, which is making a difference. And so the ability to be like, wait a minute, I'm just on a treadmill here. Life is doing me. I am not doing life. How do I wake up and recognize in this moment, in this room with people, I'm having a charge and what kind of charge am I having? Am I contributing something positive and meaningful to the room? Or am I like slinking back? Am I just caught up in my head? Am I grumpy and mad? What sort of aura am I giving off? And this is the whole piece of the charge that we have. Most of our communication is not happening in content. It's happening in our body language and in how we say something. And as humans, we are observing machines. We listen with our eyeballs. And so our body is taught, is wired to pick up subconsciously on all these signals. That's why we can tell something's up with someone before anybody ever is like, hey, I'm really having a bad day. We get a sense. Our brain is like, hmm, I'm noticing these nonverbals. There's something going on here. Our brain is wired in this way. And so there's such a massive part of the impact that we're making on people with the way that we show up in a space, how we hold our body, the kind of eye contact we make, the way that we use our facial expressions, and smile, our posture, all of those things bring a charge to a space. And so it's how do we own that? And how do we get more intentional about how we want to show up and the contribution we want to make to other people?
0: So I'm curious if we kind of want to roll with this idea that just popped in my mind to help our listeners that are leaders that are looking for new ideas to get better. And like, what is this? You're always making an impact. How can I be a better leader to make an impact? What if we start with an assessment to understand where am I right now? How am I showing up? am I being intentional? Here's what these actions look like, or am I not? Let's just use persona one, Kathy, who shows up to make an impact, does these key things. This is what that manifestor looks like, right? And then Sally persona two, this is what it looks like to operate as Sally, who's just accidental autopilot, not really making that purposeful, intentional impact, just to maybe do kind of like a level set on where are you, or maybe somewhere in the middle. How does that feel? First and foremost, the ability to also be present in a moment. We
1: can't be aware of these things. We can't be conscious if we're not actually present and grounded in a moment. So part of a tool to begin is just being able to like be present in that space. And a simple grounding tool that people can use is going through your five senses, something that gets you in the room. Like, what can I see right now? What can I feel right now? What can I smell right now? What can I taste right now? So it just gets you like, okay, it's out of my head, out of just my rat race. And I'm like actually landing here in this room. And even if you just did one thing, right? Like what can I see right now in this space? Something that like brings you into the present moment helps get us there. And then it's being thoughtful about how do I want to be in this moment? So if we think about our two personas, but let's go with autopilot- Abby, I'll throw myself of the bus. And here's the thing with autopilot. We all do it and it's actually a healthy thing. Our brains are wired to go into autopilot. It's why we can do things quickly, but it's the fact that most of us are not switching out of that and living in the present moment. And so this is a tool for that. I just needed to do that aside a minute. So autopilot Abby, she comes into a meeting. She's in her head about what's going on with the 40 emails that she needs to respond to The meeting's happening. She does what she does in meetings, which is just sort of slink back. When she's on autopilot, she doesn't say a lot, doesn't ask a lot of questions, keeps to herself and waits for the meeting to be done to get out and move on to the next thing. Her default is I don't ruffle feathers. I don't speak up. I just get through it and get on to the next thing. And so great. It's good in some ways, but that moment might've needed something different from her. There could have been a different, more calibrated impact that she could have had in that moment. Maybe it was a question. Maybe it was an observation that she was making in her head, but she just never shared that out loud. And just sharing that would have added something to what got generated in that space. Or maybe she noticed that someone wasn't doing well, but she didn't ask them a question. She just noticed it and moved on, right? It's moving from this is what I do. I am quiet. I don't ruffle feathers. I don't speak up to how do I want to show up in this space? What would serve this situation the best in this moment? And so that's that switch from, I just do what I do to like, where am I and what's needed in this moment? And how do I bring that
0: kind of contribution? as we were just playing with these personas, this first one that I just threw out, Kathy, right? So she does exercises in her morning routine to help herself center and be present. Maybe she has like this breath work practice that when things are stressful at work, it helps her recenter in three minutes to go in and be her best self. Before a meeting, she's visualizing and writing down the outcome of the meeting. Like, Here's how people are going to feel and here's what we're going to get done. Things like that are exercises that helps her to be who she wants to be and be proud of that and to make the most impact. On the other side, as you were sharing, Sally, let's say person two, just shows up, got to get it done, check it off. I'm just trying to get through the day right now. However, to bridge when I said I'm really excited about this topic today and sometimes we overlook the smallest things, let's say Kathy did walk into the room. She noticed that John across the room, he just seemed off. And so she decided, hey, I'm going to stop and just ask him. I'm going to spend five minutes before I go to my next thing. And I'm going to ask John these powerful words like, are you okay? Would you like to talk? John spends five minutes talking. And then John is at his dinner table with his wife saying, I had the most important conversation today. And I just felt seen. Sometimes people just really overlook the power that they have in the simplest thing. So kind of hitting the mark there it's micro moments that make the
1: big difference. And it's all of those things that we so often overlook. And we erroneously associate big with good or more. And it's just like, no, just how about small and on purpose over time? And here's the thing is we are making an impact. And part of that work to make the kind of impact that you want is to also take care of yourself. This doesn't mean like, oh crap, I need to be this false version of myself because I always need to be constantly pleasant and like operating this way. That's not what we're getting at. This is tuning into who you are and really leveraging who you are in meaningful ways, not having you have to be like this happy, clappy, fake persona. How do you take care of yourself so that you can show up having enough energy to access
0: so that you can make these kind of choices. How are we feeding ourselves so that we can also feed others? I love that. And it made me think being our authentic self helps us discern our best day one day might not be our best day another day. And so our ability to pour in energy to help someone else when we're like, man, it's a great day and I'm clear-minded and i able to give that versus another day where it's like, I don't have that energy today. To be able to discern that, I think that's really, really powerful. And I love how you made the point, not trying to push someone to be someone they're not.
1: I was gonna say, I was gonna also jump in there too. And these are just tiny ways of showing up, make eye contact, smile, and have open body language. They're small things that actually don't take a lot but make a big
0: difference. I would love to learn maybe a few more things around nonverbal communications from a maybe lack of awareness standpoint. You might be able to bring to life like an example story, working with a leadership team that maybe the light bulb didn't go off, that these things were happening. And therefore like the ripple effect, they didn't realize it accidentally, but we have to own that, was not creating the best environment for people. Any, anything come to mind there? Yeah. I think this happens to all of us to a certain extent, but we so often
1: hijack the kind of impact that we want to be making by just not understanding the impact we are making. And that small tweaks could actually shift what that is. So I was coaching with a woman and she was an executive at a company. We had done a 360s. She's getting like all this feedback And one of the things that came up in her feedback was that she was hard to read, standoffish, and not approachable, like not accessible. And the ironic part of this, because pre this, we spent some time talking about like, hey, when your time as professional, formal leader is done, how do you want people to feel? How do you want to be remembered? And it was all about like, I want people to feel seen. I really want people to feel cared for and developed. And then she's getting this feedback and she's like, oh, this is so frustrating. I was like, yeah, this is hard. And tell me more about where this deep frustration comes from. And she was like, well, this is not the first time I've heard this. I don't understand this. All I want is to be able to show up and care for my people well. And I feel like I get this opposite feedback that I'm not actually being read that way. So my intention is not being actually felt or observed by others. So my internal reality is not actually manifesting on the outside. And I don't know what's going on. And at this point, I had been interacting with her for a while. And she had some nonverbal mannerisms that she was not aware of. She had a pretty deadpan face. So I was like, has anybody ever talked to you about your nonverbals? And in this situation, culturally, she was from a different culture. And it was like, no. I was like, well, I don't think there's a massive issue here. I think there's just a communication situation happening. You're not accurately communicating how you truly are in a moment. And so here's how I think you're being misread. And she was like, oh, my goodness. I've been hearing this feedback my whole life. And no one has been willing to tell me these things. And she was like, that was the game changer for me. That was the shift. All of a sudden I realized I need to get more intentional about, and it sounds silly, but like how my face is displaying. And can I show more emotion on my face as someone's telling me hard stuff? Can I show someone with my facial expressions that I see that it's hard? Can I smile more? She started with just trying to smile more and it changed the way that she was perceived. It also changed the way that she felt. Because our nonverbals not only change the way other people perceive us, but our brain is also constantly scanning us and saying, how am I feeling right now based on what my body is doing? We've all heard this saying, if you're having a bad day, smile and you'll feel better. Because your body is like, wait a minute, I'm pissed off, but you're smiling. Well, maybe let's be happy. So I'm going to dump in the hormones that give that elevated mood because our brain is also responding to our body language. I mean, they're revolutionary, but they're not big. They're simple, but they're also not easy because changing our default ways can be really hard, but it's totally possible. And in this situation, I really saw a significant amount of change
0: and shifting for this individual. So good. Thank you for sharing that. It just brought to mind the power of feedback. And you mentioned tools like 360 and coaching relationships, and those are great ways to get real feedback to your point in your story, there was no awareness around this, but then the awareness came and it's like, I don't want to be that way, or I want to go deeper in this way or whatever that is that allows us to have the awareness to then create more of the intention because we're now aware. You want to touch on a little bit more around maybe for leaders that have never done a 360, like the power of that or having a coach and really getting the feedback that we need to really understand the scenario at hand and, and where we're at to know how we can create a more intentional outcome.
1: One of the things that we talk about all the time is we can't change what we can't see. If we can't see it, we can't do anything with it. And that's why there is such a massive power in awareness. Once we see it, then we can calibrate it. But if we are not aware, there's no chance of changing it. So the more that we know, the more we expand our awareness, the more we have choices and options at hand for how we do want to show up. And when it comes to the leadership space, one of the key points or parts of how we really hold leadership is that it's a process of social influence. It's how we are showing up on purpose, impacting others to a specific end. And so with that, the irony there is, yes, it's about awareness and it's about calibrating ourselves, but we actually can't do that without other people. We can't create self awareness without someone who is not ourselves. And so what is often happening in leadership is one, when you're the leader, people don't give you very good feedback because you have power and they don't want to mess around with that power. That's why often when we work with the executive teams, it is helpful to do a process that has some level of anonymity. But hearing how we're impacting other people, if it's about social influence and the impact that we're making on others, we really got to hear what that is and understand what that is and then know how we highlight and really lean into the ways that we do it really well and calibrate in ways that we are not showing up the way that we want to and not having the impact that we want to. We can't know that without getting feedback. We just can't. Good, healthy feedback is such a gift and it is so seldom given. So- We love the use of a 360 tool.
0: You know, it was making me think about something that I just feel like is a talk track, something I share, but I hear a lot too, is whether intentionally designed or not, there's a culture there, right? So you might as well like work on it and intentionally do it because there is a culture, even if you're not working on it. It made me think when you said, what is leadership is really how we define it and the intentional actions that we take. One leader that is like a Tony Dungy, if you're familiar, like quiet strength is a very different leader than Kobe Bryant. A Kobe Bryant was like Mamba mentality, do whatever it takes. And so both awesome, right? Their leadership style is so different. And I think the core to what you're sharing is we define what that is. And are we proud of the strengths and gifts that we're showing up to use and how that's played out? What is it as the result? I am so glad you brought that
1: up because honestly, that is what gets me out of bed in the morning to do the work that I do because there is so much misconception around leadership. And so what happens is we have these sort of stereotypes in our head, whether we realize we have them or not, we have these stereotypes in our head of what a good leader looks like, the commander in chief, it's the leader from the front. And so what you often hear people say is I'm not a leader, I just, and It's because they don't fit the stereotype or they don't have the title. And so the type of social influence varies depending on the person. You are a leader in your own skin. We need the way that you show up in the space. We need your leadership because we have these organizations that are suffering because we have so many people on the sidelines and not enough people like in the game. Like, yeah, I do have an impact. Yeah, I do make a difference. Yeah, my unique contribution is needed here. So how do I get in the game? Yes, it doesn't look like Jim's or it doesn't look like Sally's, but it looks like me. And guess what? We've already got a Jim and a Sally, so I'm going to jump in. We need the diversity of influence present within our organizations. And we have so many people that don't see themselves in that way. And therefore, they are not fully
0: bringing what they could. Abby, it's been awesome. We're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsor message today, and then we'll come back to our lightning round where we'll get to hear a little bit more about the personal side of you and learn some resources from you. We'll be right back. shout out to the Talent Talks podcast by Titus. Show host Jonathan Reynolds, CEO of Titus Talent, brings a unique blend of fun, humor, and passion. Jonathan's vibrant energy shines through the microphone as he engages with every guest live, creating a captivating synergy. Jonathan collaborates with each guest to delve into topics that empower leaders to make optimal hiring and engagement decisions from a people-first lens. You gotta give this podcast a try. Talent Talks. All right. Back with Abby Johnston on Gut Plus Science. We're in our lightning round where, Abby, every time that we kick this off, we ask for a recommended reading. So a favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read that you'd love to share with our leadership audience?
1: One of my favorite leadership books is Dare to Lead by Brené Brown. We are one, trained to be able to deliver that program, which is fantastic. Shameless plug. But two, it is a Unique approach to ways that we've historically viewed leadership. And it is all about
0: who you are is how you lead. And as we develop who we are, we develop our leadership. And Brene Brown totally fits the bill for like what we're talking about today around defining like your uniqueness, your authentic self. She has brought a very different angle to help leaders really live that out. So, what a great book that flows so perfectly. Abby, I'd love to hear what always brings you joy. So there are two competing things here. One
1: is peanut butter. I just, I love it. I would marry it if I could, but I'm not gonna, you know, because I'm already married <laughs> Stop it. to a man that's not peanut butter. And my daughter who is four and a half and it brings me equal joy and shame when she sits at the table and uses a cuss word appropriately. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I am dying inside laughing and also feel equal up. I will say, what kind
0: of marriage oh. am I? So That's awesome. Thank you for the little giggle there. That was great. So what lesson have you learned the hard way but are very grateful for?
1: Well, I recently went and got my hair done. And for anyone that gets their hair done in the salon and has to sit there for two and a half hours, I'd sat there for like two and a half hours And she turned me around and was like, how does it look? And of course I was like, oh, it's great. And inside I was like, I hate this. This looks awful. But no, did I say that? No, I did not say that. So I went home very upset. She didn't know. She thought she did a fabulous job. And I decided that I would fix it on my own. And so I went to a local drugstore and bought bleach and proceeded to like destroy my hair. Had to go in to someone else and have them fix it for another three hours, spend a zillion more dollars on it. And you know what? It could have all been avoided if I had just had that freaking tough conversation and said, actually, I'd love a little bit more lightness in the front. But I couldn't do that because I was like, oh, I want to hurt her feelings. But guess what? She would have been a five.
0: Oh my gosh, such a great story. Thank you for that reminder. We all need that reminder sometimes. Thank you. And Abby, before we go, I'd love if you want to share how to best connect with you or any resources that our leaders can be pointed to, to keep a relationship and stay in touch. Definitely check out our website. So agcollaborative.com.
1: Email me, Abby, A-B-E-Y at agcollaborative. That's a great way to access me. I am on the LinkedIn's The fact that I called it the LinkedIn's probably gives you a clue that I'm not very good at using it. So please reach out via email, check out our website. There's a bunch of different things. We've got a pretty robust blog on there that has tons and tons of different tools in the leadership space and the communication space. So it would be a great thing for you to check out.
0: Such a great episode with Abby today. And here's my truth you can act on today around making impact. Number one, don't underestimate your value to others. And remember, the smallest things make a huge impact. Sometimes we get just so wrapped up in having to do all these big, huge things every day. And it's like the power of recognizing someone and saying specific words to thank them or recognize them with those specific words that take three minutes can do so much good. Intentionality is so important, and that's really what's key. Number two, being your authentic self helps us discern our best self one day, and that's not the same as our best self another day, usually. And so, being focused on being our best self in today and just focusing on today, not comparing it with other things, we know when we give it our best. And number three, we can't change what we can't see. So, awareness gives us the power to move our impact from accidental to purposeful. The more aware we are, gives us the opportunity to continue to sharpen and be more conscious of our efforts and better, making more of an impact. See you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.